Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your favorite drive-in theater and a sparkling new season. Watch our screen and local newspapers for all the fine shows coming this way. Show after show will feature the latest hits, the biggest stars for fun-filled, pleasure-packed evenings. Relax, come as you are, and spend an enjoyable night out with the entire family. No parking problems, no babysitting problems. And there are always tasty snacks at our modern refreshment stand. Thanks, folks. And once again, welcome back. On Saturday, six members of the gang known as Street Thunder were ambushed by the police. On Sunday, the warlords of Street Thunder swore a blood oath to avenge their dead. Assault on Precinct 13. It's war in the streets. It's terror in the night. It's the most shattering assault on a police station in history. Assault on Precinct 13. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without parents. The fate of the world was decided that day. Nine minutes before countdown. Nine minutes. See the day the earth caught fire. The most astounding motion picture in years. It's the unbelievable come true. The incredible become real. The impossible become fact. The day the earth caught fire. They floated like giants in the dark mystery of time and space. Unholy overlords with their fiendish, diabolical mind machine. Fantastic invasion of planet Earth. A mind-bending voyage in 3D. Fantastic invasion of planet Earth. A thrilling science fiction adventure in widescreen 3D space vision. Fantastic invasion of planet Earth. Rated PG. Don't miss it. Guess what? Guess what would taste good right now to everyone in the car? Candy. We've got your favorite kind at the concession stand. Come on down and pick out the kinds you want to enjoy during the rest of the show. Be sure to get plenty because everyone likes candy and our big variety is chosen to please everybody's taste. opinion. Here is what the noted author and naturalist has to say about Alice Cooper's latest movie. Ever read a movie? Many parts are edible. I call good to see you again, Alice Cooper. My back to nature movie. It's natural. A good taste reminds me of wild hickory nuts. See some rather unnatural acts in Good to See You Again, Alice Cooper. The film that outgrosses them all. Rated BG. And that's now showing exclusively at the Center One Theater downtown. There are matinees every day. to witness the takeoff of the first manned rocket to outer space. We pick up the count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. We're off to visit the planets. There are treats galore in the stars. Venus is loaded with candy. And ice cream is found upon Mars. The soda pops isn't on Saturn. When you're thirsty, it's sure it's hot. And Jupiter's really jumping. The pop on is buttered and hot. But the best of them all is the planet. Where all of these treats are at hand. That is the spot we now head for. A theater refreshment stand. Amen. That probably used to sound like a solo preview. You would think you're going to watch a big fucking film like the way.
I was about to say that's some opening. <laughs> yeah. It's all new. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, I mean How we doing, Steve? Welcome back. It's been a crappy two weeks. I've been sick, Fred's been sick, everybody's just not it's not been a good time. And all the <laughs> nah. people in Texas, good Lord, I hope you ain't frozen to death and just keep keep dialing yourself and see that you get married and say as long as it's strong survive. Well, do them a stick and then bring out a ball bat and then must be strongly the strong survive. Exactly. Yeah, the politician that said that, it's like, really, asshole? You're living in a fucking mansion. You know, even if your power did go out, you got backup generators to supply you for fucking years. Shut up. <clears throat> yeah, my heart goes out to the people down south in Texas that are friggin' literally dying in the cold and starving. They're not prepared for this. I'm north and down south. We're like, yeah, we got one in the snow. We're going to town anyway. Well, I mean, here up north, we're ready for this kind of weather, you know? We we built our entire yeah. infrastructure around snow and the cold. What we have trouble with is the summers. That's when we start losing power and shit, because we can't handle the heat. <clears throat> yeah, it's funny, but yeah, tonight's shows on movie posters. Don't see them much in the house. I doubt we'll even have them much now that everything's switching over to streaming. Yeah, it's kind of the the lost art art form is movie posters, because streaming's kind of killing everything now. Laziness of the studios. I mean, look at the... Look at King Kong versus Godzilla. We've had a couple of good posters, but most of the badass posters for that one has been just fan art. Yeah, that's where the the creative creativity comes out is with fan artwork. Like what the studio puts out now, it's just like, hey, here's two things you want to see: um, get it streaming or come to a theater. It's your choice. We don't care. Just pay us. You know, now fans come around, they make their posters, and that's what gets you excited. As far as studios, they don't give a shit. They're just like, they, to them, the poster is just an image they can put a, a date on it online. That's it. And nowadays they make trailers for the trailers, and then they make trailers for the teasers of the trailers. I remember watching <laughs> yeah. Mortal Kombat, and it had a trailer for the trailer. That it, that started like maybe two seconds after the trailer started. <laughs> yeah. I, I I hate watching trailers online because you got to get through four hundred minutes of ads, and then they'll talk about the trailer like you know they'll be like uh, they're coming soon you know whatever Mortal Kombat and then it starts into the trailer and then you see pop up ads as the trailer plays it's like God damn it. Let me just enjoy a fucking full trailer like we used to. That's why, and I and I used to have friends that hated me for this. I always wanted to get to the movie theaters early so I can catch all the trailers. They were like, oh, no, let's wait out in the lobby till the trailers are done. I'm like, you, I want to see what's coming. I want to see how they advertise this shit. You know, some of the best films, some of the best films I've ever seen were the trailers only. Then you see the movie, it's like, ah, eh, it's dog dick. But then you, but the trailers is what were exciting. Yeah, like Do you agree? 
favorite series of all, and this is not me making fun of you, Friday the 13th. They didn't even have a trailer. <laughs> they have a badass coaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would just, you know, here's a poster. Motherfuckers sold. And then they were like, oh, <laughs> shit, what do we do now? Let's write a movie. <laughs> Yeah, but posters. I, I I do miss like walking to a theater and then looking out front at all the posters that would be in the little windows. They, you don't see that anymore, you know. Especially at the big chain theaters, they'll have like a couple stand ups in the lobbies, but they don't really do posters anymore like they used to. So <clears throat> yeah, they don't give a damn. What do you want to start off with? <laughs> I mean. Imagine watching Blazing Saddles and yeah. they try to sell it like a fucking serious western. <laughs> well, that was the thing with posters. Like, the artists that had to do them, they had to give you a shit ton of information without giving away the plot, but it had to get you excited. You had to know, like, by looking at it, here's the title, and then here's the imagery. I think some of the best of the newer films was like, um, what's that one? Uh, not Rise, but the second one, the Planet of the Apes films, the newer ones. They had some great yeah. ad posters. Or, like them on horses with the destroyed. Mandy, yeah. Mandy was good. But just the imagery of like a this desolate city with apes on horses with guns. Like if you didn't get excited for that, nothing will get you excited. <laughs> You know, unless you're looking yeah. at porn posters. Or the color of his which, face. Mandy color of his face is like, you can just tell by looking at those two posters, like, there is fucked up shit in this movie. Beware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, folks. Ugh. But, um, I don't know, do you yeah, want me to give I mean, a little history? Yeah. Can I give a little history lesson here? Yeah, I give always a love looking at history. Yeah, give a little history here, Sam, for show. <laughs> Yes, so movie posters, where did they start off at? You know, because everybody thinks, you know, modern film 70s. You know, we all think it all started with Star Wars because that's usually the first poster we notice when we're kids. But the first posters were actually developed in France, Paris, France, by Jules Charat, who is a lithographer. And they used to make all these bright-colored lithographs, you know, selling bicycles, cognacs, and all kinds of shit, and they would just hang them all everywhere. And then someone got the brilliant idea to contact this guy and say, hey, we're doing these, this new thing. We're showing films. And so he designed a little poster of a girl holding a poster with the times and the dates of the little vignettes they were showing, little filmettes they were showing. And that was in 1890. And by that point, um, the first movie to ever make a single poster <clears throat> for their film was called, hold on, I wrote it down here, The Waterer Watered and The Sprinkler Sprinkled, 1895. It was a comedy depicting, yeah. you know, people getting sprayed in the face with water. But the poster was brilliant because it had <clears throat> the image on the screen of people getting splashed with water and shit, and then in the, the front of it was the audience laughing. So right away from that first film poster for a single film, you knew you were going to see a comedy that you were going to laugh at. And that's where it yeah. like just took off. 
You know, and then we can get into the yeah. 1900s, nothing really happened. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted the you. The biggest thing was the <clears throat> Gutenberg Press. Do you think the Gutenberg Press really changed everything because it allowed popos to have art? Right. Right, yeah. Get like a theatrical acting companies getting their posters out, getting it all over town, you know. Yeah, well, in the, at that time period, you went to the press and, you know, to this uh, lithograph press and be like, hey, I got this event or I'm selling this product. They would design it out, press it, and give you a stack of them for whatever they were charging at the time. And you hung them all over yeah. Paris. And that's how you got your shit done. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, if you, if guys like you, the artist, would be hired by a, a dramatic company like uh, an acting company because they needed someone to make posters, you know. Well, that wasn't until later. Yeah, that wasn't until – that really didn't hit until about the 1920s when they actually got artists I'm going all painters. the way back to, like, uh, theatrical companies like acting companies. Oh, oh, the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just focused on film. I, I wasn't going back then. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but I'm sure that was the case. Yeah. But I mean, I thought it was really interesting. In the 1920s, they'd get these painters to do the, and what they would do is um, get a still of the from the film. Like the company would make the movie, have stills yeah. from the sets and shit. Give them to the artist, and that would paint right over the stills, and then they make their presses from that. You know, outside yeah. of like Metropolis, where they actually did. I don't know if you remember the the posters for Metropolis. They were gorgeous. Notes for Oh God! Yeah, they got like these. With, uh, Maria those are some of the stuff, best ones. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, you know, at that Metropolis, time they had like Ben Hur, uh, Doctor Cop. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Caligari, Student of Prague. Shanghai Express. But, yeah, they took the photos, painted over them, and made these elaborate, fucking beautiful posters out of them. That was in the 1920s where it really became like a a full-fledged art form, you know? (laughs) And the 30s hit, and it became like an Art Deco style. Woodcutting posters. Yeah. Woodcuts. Yeah, if exactly. You know what that is. Back Especially in the, the days that they want to create art, you would have people actually carve, like get big flat pieces of wood and carve yeah. in detail for signs and stuff. I have a friend of mine. She specializes in doing that to this day. She does these wood cuts and then makes ink prints out of them, and they're gorgeous. Like, and she'll spend like. On one woodcut, like a woodcut that's like two feet by three feet, it'd take her like a year of sitting there with tools carving into it. And if you make a mistake, you just, you throw the thing out. You got to start over again. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> so to make a movie poster using that technique was insane, you know. <clears throat> and then by the thirties, yeah, it I turned mean, into the really, Art Deco style. Yeah, and that's another weird thing is that once movie posters really got going, you could look at them and tell what time period they were from. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, to me, my favorite from that, from the old times were the um, German Expressionist films, because they reflect the movies. They were dark, oh, moody, yeah. 
Um, you could you didn't know what the hell was going on, but you just loved the image. You knew it was a different world you were looking at. So yeah, like that one from uh, Doc Cabinet Doctor Caligari. It just shows him standing there with all the off kilter yeah. fucking angles. <laughs> Even the fonts yeah. were the off kilter fucking angles. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, all the different angles and shit. And Nosferatu, you just had that horrible image of Doctor Orlock, uh, you know, where he's standing there looking all creepy and shit. Yeah. And Metropolis, I always loved the artwork from Metropolis. It's always, you just get pure science fiction out of it. You get that overgrown metallic city with the um, robotic images, and those were always some of my favorites at that time. You know. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, by the 30s, it was like, it, like pretty much now, what we have going in modern film posters is it's usually an image of a face with a title, especially in your dramas. Pretty much what they did in the 30s, that was the same thing. The, the paintings they did were the faces, and they put all the design into the title of the film. So, and it was like, a, it, they were going more towards that Art Deco style that was happening. The 40s, you yeah. get it. The 40s was a dark time period. You remember what movie, a very important one from the early 30s, that was advertised as the strangest love story ever told? Oh, I know. (laughs) Can I say it? King Kong. (laughs) No, That was King Kong, yeah. No, it was Dracula. Oh, Dracula. Oh, I'm thinking of King Kong. Sorry. Because King Kong was uh, promoted as a love story, too. With the whole angle of beauty killed the beast. Yeah. Yeah, Dracula. Sorry, uh, I'm all. Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, I'm sick. Give me a break. Because <laughs> they knew that they released they even released Bella Lugosi Dracula on fucking Valentine's Day. That's right. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, they I forgot about that. Day. Wow. It looks like the picture of Bella Lugosi about to bite the girl. Yeah. But it had, like, cobwebs all over the damn poster. Well, that was the whole thing, you know, that they always, that um, Lugosi used to make fun of with Frankenstein. Frankenstein's just a big, Dracula is a love story. You bring your your girlfriend or wife to see that, you know? (laughs) Blood. Yeah. (laughs) You know, women's menstruation is like that. Yeah. (laughs) So... And I mean, I get hated for this all the time. My favorite iteration of Dracula is not the Bela Lugosi one, and it's not the um, Francis Ford Coppola Dracula. Even though those are both superior films in the film world, I always gravitate towards, you you know which one I'm talking about, the 70s Dracula. Frank Lagella, whatever the fuck his name is. Always love that one. Oh, Frank Lagella, 39, yeah. Yes. What happened to I him? Love he that was doing a revival of the play. And he was really yep. kicking ass on Broadway until they decided to throw out this quick movie. And it's nothing fucking bad. Yeah. Nah, it was a great. And it had some chilling scenes. Like when they crawl into the grave and go right up into the underneath yeah. tunnel of the graveyard. And see that girl's hauntingly ghostly white face with the red eyes. When I was a little kid, that freaked me out. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> so sad. It looked like a bizarre, weird insert shot when he dropped the cross into the into the pond when they see her face. 
You know yes. why? <laughs> um, because, because the cross. They're like, oh, so- yeah, they're like, wait, vampires don't cancel the Fuck, what is what they're doing? Uh, <laughs> don't cross in the water. It might work. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why. That was the only excuse because the cross hit the water. You could see her reflection. So it it, yeah. it neutralized the power of the vampire. Which is, I mean, you know, you have to pull some excuse, but it works. All right. Let me do a quick uh, yeah, video. So by the 1940s, by the 1940s, it was the war. We had World War II going, and the Great Depression was ending. Movies weren't getting really made. And anything that was getting made, film or poster-wise, was all, like, patriotic fucking imagery. Everything went towards patriotism. So all those people that were producing these great film posters were now in charge of promote. We're doing um, World War II March for Victory posters. So it wasn't until the 1950s when World War II was over that a lot of those poster guys were old, retiring. The new people that were taking control, there was two type of posters in the 50s. You had the ones that were advertising the 3D effect. Every post from that period had whatever the film was, something lunging out, at, lunging out at you, like the Creature from the Black Lagoon or It from Another World. You know, all the, it was all 3D effects. And the other one for the cheaper yeah. films were the people that were doing the sleazy pulp magazines were given the charge of, hey, do my film poster. So they were doing these lurid little images for, you know, the cell that all look, if you, if you look at a pulp book cover from the fifties and look at a film poster from the fifties, it was one in the same because it was that whole time period and it was just before the beatniks came and invented like weird imagery, you know, cause if you look at like a lot of the sixties posters, a lot of it was like beatnik art influence, yeah. you know? And that was the time of the Teen Beat movies, James Bond, Dr. No, you know, action espionage films. So they had to make... The AIP came into there, and they knew how to sell the simple over the state. Would hire this guy like, okay, give me this poster of these two aliens terrorizing teenage kids. Okay, we got it. Oh, invasion of the saucer. Okay, you. Exactly. Charles Rivers. Yeah. Write me a movie. Oh, shit. And then we got to have four months because you already sold it. Yeah, they kind of touched on that in um, Tim Burton's Ed Wood, where he's, he's like, yeah, I want to write for that, that Christine Jargison story. I changed my sex. They were like, is there a script? He was like, nah, fuck no, but we got a poster. You know? So yeah, they would make yeah, they, they would make the posters and the imagery and the title before. Well, what happened? <laughs> the guy who were hired in Wood had actually had the contract for Christian yeah. Jordan until he got bought under by a big studio, and no one remembers Wood the movie. Yeah, kind of boring. I've actually, <clears> but Linda, that was a hell of a movie and a hell of a poster. Hello? I lost you, Steve. Yeah. Okay, I lost you for a second. Sorry. You were talking about the poster? 
The hell of a poster. That's where you left off. Yeah. Yeah, they have a hell of a poster. Do you remember what the original title of uh, Leonard's window was? The, uh, I changed my sex. Sign with that title on it. It cost which? All the money? Uh, I changed my sex. Yeah, I changed my sex on it. Let you lie. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Good no, stuff. No, <laughs> About that movie, if they watched it, if they watched them playing nice from outer space, that it was actually mm-hmm. a serious movie, and it wasn't the goofy ass film that Plan Nine was. Hmm. Oh shit. Yeah, but do you remember a lot of the 1960s posters? Like, because it was like the teen beach films and the action films. They were doing more of like the, the yeah. title. The title would be huge. Sometimes that would be the whole poster. It would just be the title painted like as a rock mountain or something, or like the James Bond Doctor No. The Teen Beach movies were pretty much is where they started doing taking a photograph and just putting their faces on it and saying, "Hey, look, a bunch of young yeah. hot teenagers party. partying on the beach." Party. Yes. Uh, there was a beach party. Tea party. Yeah, it was cheap and quick. Get it out there, just like the films. They were cheap and quick, you know. In the seventies through the eighties. So what changed? What do you think in the seventies changed everything? In the seventies. In the seventies and eighties, what do you think changed everything? Star Wars. Star Wars movie poster was the first time. People decide, the general public, not just like weirdos in Hollywood who had vaults, but the general public wanted to buy movie posters. It started with the first no, Star Wars film. Silly. People were... <laughs> no, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a general public thing. Yeah, I'm not general public. But you got to go back to the when all these underground guys were making movies like Yeah, but I mean, like, it wasn't until Star Wars that you, like, like kids weren't collecting posters before then. Before then, it was like, you know, weirdos who were going to different Hollywood shops going, hey, I need, I, need a co- I need a one sheet. Let me put that in my vault. Or guys that worked at movie theaters taking their posters home. You know, it wasn't until Star Wars that you got, like, little Johnny going, Daddy, I want that film poster. You know, and then it was, like, King Kong, Kong on the Twin Towers. I actually had that one. My cousin Frankie ripped it yeah, in half well, on me being an asshole. They didn't have access to the, they didn't have access to the post. They had access to the one sheet of the publicity photo of Universal Monsters that were blown up. Yeah. Yeah, but it it wasn't common though. It was it was um you know, it wasn't until like basic kids. It, horror fans always collected. We if you were a horror fan back in the fifties, you were you were doing what you can to get a fucking poster of a movie you like to, to get it in your little you know bedroom at college. But it wasn't until like mainstream America when Star Wars hit that little Susie and Johnny had Star Wars 
posters. And, you know, George Lucas, toy boy George Lucas said, hey, people, well, let's sell a ton of fucking movie posters for every film that comes out. So that's where, like, a lot of your basic film uh, poster collectors came from. And it's spilled over. Now you have fans like you and I who are still big fans of films, who have always been fans of films. I still have a lot of my posters growing up. I still have my Town the Dreaded Sundown, my Return of the Living Dead poster that I got, you know, um, not too, you know, legally. Uh, (laughs) Uh, my Zombie 2 poster. I even have I um, my Dawn of the... Star Wars poster is the one that's the poster of the old ragged poster on the wall, but inside of it is the wanted poster of Luke and Leia. Oh, that one I don't remember. Ooh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, what it was is a poster <laughs> that Star Wars or Finch of the galaxy far, far away. And on it was yeah. like another poster. And if you look in there, it's like a poster like a flute holding the sky of blue and the one at 20,000 Republic credit rebellion hmm. rebels against the Empire. Wow, that one I don't remember seeing. Holy shit. You know when that yeah, one came out? Was like that, is that a period old, one? Yeah. Yeah. It looked like one of those old ones from the 30s where he was trying to sell the back to like a Blanche Ford cereal saying uh, normal ones that we would see with uh, 30s uh, bonds. <clears throat> Holy shit. That one I don't remember at all. I mean, I remember the the original image with Luke standing there with the lightsaber shooting up into the sky because you didn't know whether it was a gun or a lightsaber. Like, before you saw the movie, it looked like he was shooting a laser up into the sky. <clears throat> Leia wrapped around his yeah. leg, Darth Vader's face behind him, and the X-Wings flying in that, yeah, hoop that up to the sky. That's the image I remember. And the original poster is the original the poster. Which they uh, released the art of, but not as a poster, but the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, in my opinion, you know what killed uh, a lot of the movie poster art, though? Coming up into the 80s? Video. Because if you yeah. think about all the video, all the videotapes that came out, we're using old images. Anything new was just a quick image to throw on a cover, you know, which is usually a fo- a goofy photo of whoever's in it, and then boom, now go on the show. Because most of the time you didn't even see video boxes when it, in the later days of the video or, days. I, to me, yeah, video killed the movie poster to me. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it was it was more focused on rent this today. Story. Do you remember the gauntlet when he was that okay movie? I can't hear you. What was that, Steve? You're, you're, you keep going out. Uh, the gauntlet was Clint Eastwood. The gauntlet, yeah, it was Frank Frazetta. Yeah. What happened was yeah, Frank- they uh, they had the movie down and they watched it like, 
this movie's okay. It won't make me that much money. And uh, Clint Eastwood just seen the Conan paperbacks on the doll. He's like, you need this guy. Oh, man, what's the story? Yeah. I don't make what it does. Like it. No, we need this guy. Paid yeah. out of pocket to no. make this star mutant. <laughs> 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 the apocalyptic city with a bus behind it. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Frank, they chose the... (laughs) Yeah, it is. It it actually is. Well, I mean, yeah, Frank Frazetta, like, everyone knows him for either his comics or his horror paintings. But he went for a long period in the 60s before he got famous for just being a fine artist and comic books, because he was considered a comic book artist at one point. Like, that was it. Frank Frazetta, the comic book artist. When he did, I think one of the, his early ones is um, he did the Beatles, a Beatles um, painting. And someone from yeah. a film company contacted him. And like you said, the gauntlet, Clint Eastwood, like, get Frank Frazetta. Then his whole career in the 60s was, um, you know, different films. Like, he did um, What's, Up, What's New Pussycat, Secret of My Success, 1965. A, ton, a shit ton of Peter yeah. Sellers films, you know, especially after nope. the Fox Hotel Paradiso. No, 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 no. He did no. He did. Um, that was Frank Frazetta. Um, okay. he did Hotel Paradiso, The Fearless Vampire Killers, nineteen sixty-seven. Um, now here you go. He did Mixed Company, nineteen seventy-four. Now the lead into Jack Davis. They got Frank Frazetta to do some of the promo work for the Mad Monster Party. Jack Davis did the other paintings for Mad Monster Party and the conceptual art for Mad Monster Party. So they had two excellent artists for just this little Rankin-Bass film, the Mad Monster Party. They had Frank Frazetta and Jack Davis working together, (laughs) which I always thought was amazing. God, I would have loved to have seen that, you know? Them two maestros fucking... No one was reading the Conan books in the day. But then we see fucking Frazetta posters. Really? Frazetta changed our idea of Conan. Yeah. See. Oh, yeah, every um, image Conan, we could think of Conan was, was Frazetta. Yeah. Well, if you look at band culture of the 70s, fucking Frazetta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Frazetta was a god. I still, I have a lot of his prints, and I'm in touch with um his granddaughter, um Sarah Frazetta. She she runs a website FrazettaGirls.com, which you can still buy a lot of his artwork from that site, like reprints and shit. So I'm always happy to plug her. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, God, that sounds horrible. Always happy to give her a call, <laughs> a shout-out. So, yeah, and leading in the Mad Monster Party, Jack Davis. I know he's one of your favorites. If you want, there's a couple of fucking documentaries out there that explain how much of his artwork disappeared because of his fucking son. 
That's an ugly ass story. Yeah, that, they, you would always have these big, big ass motherfucking posters with like 25 yeah, people no. monitored. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. I think my first exposure to Jack Davis was the album covers for my dad's country and comedy albums. I'm like one, yeah. the, like one, the bird of paradise flies up your nose. My dad had the vinyl of that, and the and the cover was um. Jack Davis, Homer and Jethro, Jack Davis, and um, I Miss in the Mornings, One Sacred Chicken to Go, Jack Davis. So I remember those three yeah. covered. I remember I loved the um, paintings, and I, and I always saw the name in that beautiful handwriting of his, Jack Davis. And then, dun da 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 Bad News Bears. You, you knew exactly, when you, the second you saw that poster, you knew it was Jack Davis. <laughs> like he had such a unique yeah. style. Like you can like like what's the other one that he did? Um, Kenny and Company. That's Jack Davis. You know the um guy yeah. who made Phantasm. Yeah. His his one I showed Yes. Um, the Long Goodbye. Kelly's Heroes. You know he's another one I did a yeah. ton of Peter Sellers films. Him and Frazetta. I guess we're, like, competing with each other on who's going to get what work. You know, Woody Allen's Bananas, that's classic fucking Jack Davis. Um, the Flim Flam Man, another famous 60s film. Get Smart, that was Jack Davis. And, of course, everyone knows um, the Mad, 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 Mad World from 1963. That whole collage of – Jack Davis was famous for the collage uh, paintings of the people, like all the – the intricate characters that were in the movies. Oh, Rock and Roll High School. That was Jack Davis. That famous yeah. painting of the cartooning of the Ramones, that was Jack Davis. So, yeah, Jack Davis was like a hero in the 70s, 60s and 70s. You know, kids. Roger, uh, who was it that directed Rock and Roll High School? I forget. Oh, um, that was Roger Corman. I forgot the director. Shit. Because it was a, it was originally Roger Corman wanted a disco movie, and this yeah. young director was like, no, 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 no. CBGB's is huge. Yeah, the director. Uh, Got to get the remote. Get crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another Hold on, Jack Davis for my copy. Yup. Yeah, Jack well, Davis was just like name, everywhere. Well, I forget his name, but he went to the Ramones, and he's like, uh, we got an artist for the poster. So like, okay, ooh, Jack Davis. And then they all went fucking yeah. nuts. Like, holy shit, Jack Davis! I read him in Mad Magazine. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how it's considered a badge of honor to be written by. But yeah, how many? Holy shit! You know who did what? the uh, cinematography on Rock and Roll High School? Dean oh. Cundy. Dean Cundy. Yeah, Dean Cundy. Yeah. yeah, he did rock and roll. I'm looking at the back of the box now. Holy shit, I never knew. I forgot about that. Dean Cundy. <laughs> you know who Dean Cundy is. Yeah, right? before he met this uh, little nobody who uh, was selling babysitter murders up in. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Halloween. That's another big <laughs> I mean, if you look at Halloween's poster from far away, it's pumpkin. Yeah. 
then you get a little closer. Yeah, just... Holy shit, it's nice. And then you yeah, get even closer, closer. Holy shit, there's a screaming face hidden in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was a great one. The Halloween post. Yeah, that was a great one. Alan Arkish, Arkush did a, directed um, yeah, Alan Rockwell Arkish. High School. Ooh, 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 I hate myself. Hold on, hold on. I hate myself. I hate myself. Rock and Roll High School, guess who did the movie poster? Son of a bitch. I hate myself. The legendary William Stout, who did the uh, conceptual artwork for Return of the Living Dead, who designed the Return of the Living Dead. Um, He didn't do the poster, but he did the um, zombie designs. God damn it, I hate myself. Yeah. How did I make that mistake? Son of a bitch. Oh, All right, I apologize, everyone. That's Any? how close they were back then. Yeah, William, yeah, William Stout and Jack Davis, they were very similar in certain things. But William Stout went totally his own direction. So, And he's a, he's a master in his own right. I don't know any posters he ever did other than that. But, but Jack Davis did so much. I don't know how I made that mistake. God damn it. All right. Sorry. So people out there probably screaming their heads well, off. You fucking idiot. Jack Davis' style. And. Well, yeah. Rosetta. Yeah, he was. And the fucking barbarian. Those yeah. are two well, of the most the... ripped off posters in the 70s and early 80s I can think of. Yeah. Oh, I'll get into rip offs later. I got, I got a whole list of fucking. Yeah, things are ripped off. Um, where was I going? Uh, uh, now they okay. go get National Lampoon's Vacation on DVD or Blu-ray. You get the shitty picture of Kevin Chase on the stuff. Mm. What did we get? We got that fucking awesome rip-off of Coke can. Oh Jay God! Yeah, that's right. Vacation, someone to copy other people's styles so that's what happened they saw Frazetta is one of the most copied fucking artists out there like the, like him yeah. and H.R. Giger everyone wants to be either Frazetta or Giger you know <laughs> so everyone wants to do one or two of their uh, styles you know because they're both so unique but as yeah. far as rip offs I think the poster that got ripped off the most is like Mad Max the original 1979, 1980, Mad Max standing there with the helmet and the glasses, with the gun, standing on the pile of cars. Because there's one direct ripoff that, like, if you put them right next to each other, they're exactly the same, is Rotor. Did you ever hear that film? Yeah, Rotor. Rotor. Robotic Officer Tactical Operations. Rotor. <laughs> It came out in seventy in nineteen eighty seven. Yes. That fucking movie, yes. If you look at the uh the poster for that, it's the same exact poster for Mad Max, except it's a fucking robot standing there. 
And it's a complete, it came out in 87, the same year as RoboCop. So not only did it rip off um, Mad Max for the, for the poster, but it ripped off the story for RoboCop because it's a robotic police officer. And in the trailer, they rip off Judge Dredd because you go, he's judge, jury, and executioner 25 years into the future. <laughs> I'm like, you fucks. <laughs> And if you watch the trailer, it's the worst yeah. fucking movie ever made. There's nothing redeeming about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of then there's motherfuckers there's a... that when it came out on DVD, you're like, oh, my God, finally, Rotor's coming out. I'm like, are you fucking high? <laughs> you're like, yeah. what? It's Rotor. Yeah, it's Rotor, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> But that was a big thing, like, especially when video hit, was just ripping off images. I mean, one of the most famous ones I remember is um, Fred Olin Ray's The Alien Dead. His video box poster and poster for a while, which I actually have a copy, and I got him the autograph of Fred Olin Ray, um, is The Alien yeah. Dead with the famous Evil Dead poster of the woman reaching up to the sky with the cross behind her, with the hand reaching out of the grave, grabbing her by the throat. For the longest, that was the Alien Dead poster. <laughs> and I actually had a copy autographed by Fred Oler Ray. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. But yeah. there's a difference between so ripping off a poster. The, let's oh. not forget one of the best, one of the most ripped off posters I've ever had is uh, one from 1972. And the tagline of it, I don't even see posters where they just like tell that they used the exact night to cut out the goddamn tagline for the poster and put it on the other one. <laughs> Which one? Uh, what movie are you talking don't about? Don't forget. Don't forget. If this is too real, keep repeating. It's oh, only it's a only movie. A film movie. It's, it's only, only a, movie. a movie. Yeah, yeah. Last, last House last on house the Left. Yes. Yeah, it's only a movie. What's funny is that's the one of the biggest hits on the seventies that nearly broke the market and made it. Yeah. That's crazy about and back with the hills had lives, but the other guy he made a couple of portals after that. His kitty movie, he was like destitute. His ass was in the sling. Yeah. No, that so that movie. A desperation with him. He had, he's like, okay, draw me a poster with a pillow and an axe in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he threw in a variety. And the next thing that he knew, there was like 20 or 30 guys that were coming there and wanting to if he could get a number <laughs> movie out by the next day. It was on the poster. <laughs> yeah. This part of coming. Fuck, fuck, fuck. What? Yeah. Sean. We're fucked. Why? <laughs> we just hold Friday the 13th. And we don't have a fucking poster. We don't have a fucking poster. <laughs> yeah, no, Friday the 13th, yeah, they came up with the name and a poster and an advertisement before they even had a script. And that started that, that whole trend. <clears throat> The scariest day of the year. 
And what's yeah. funny is, they didn't even use that fucking poster. It's a pretty cool one, too, with the axe and the yeah. and stuff. I think, um, uh, is it on the uh, Shout Factory DVD? A uh, Blu-ray, I mean? Because I know Shout Factory. Yeah, so, Shout Factory. It's um, the last edition I got, the regular-ass boot. Yeah, no, on the um, Shout Factory, the box set of all the films, they have the original Friday the 13th with the axe going into the pillow. And you'll wish it were only a nightmare as a tagline. Yeah, that's on the Blu-ray, the uh, Shout Factory Blu-ray. So they, matter of fact, Shout Factory lovingly reproduced all the original posters on their Blu-rays. So, you know, they did. That's probably one of the top-notch releases from last year. Is fucking the Friday Thirteenth set. They they did an excellent job. You paid hundred dollars, and it deserved. How much? If you had a hundred dollars plus, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I saved up for it when when I when I heard they were doing it, I I like didn't pay rent for like two months so I could fucking get it. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, my lunch check late. Me. Sorry. That's- you know, Friday the 13th was one of the rare beasts where it had two fucking amazing posters. One, the one we just said, and the one yeah. of the isolated campers in the middle of the woods. The outline of mm-hmm. the killer around it. Yeah. Yeah, no, they had some amazing... They, they definitely were top-notch in their advertising. You know, they 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 hired the right people for two. to do those films until they got into the later films, where then it became you know just put their picture on it, you know, <laughs> just put a, sil- a yeah. silver well, a, a two silver the hockey mask for the demon. To me, I mean, I tried looking yeah. for some other ones, and it was just the fog. It's just right in the thirteenth part two. It can actually there is a really good poster. That's not, it's on, it, it, this is the funny thing, it's not on any of the discs or VHSs, but they did it for the action figure. NECA did it for the action figure, is they used a part two poster where it's um, Jason's ugly face jumping out of the water, grabbing a girl on a dock or some shit, and then you see it's on both sides, it, it's like the whole camp is in the background, it's like the, the lake the moon, and yeah. one side is the cabin, oh, the other nice. side is just the wood. So, yeah, NECA, the action figure, actually put it, the original hard-to-find part-two poster on their box for the toy. The toy got more respect nice. than the fucking movie did. <laughs> and the figure's awesome. <laughs> like, if you, if you collect NECA figures, the part two figure, you get both heads. You get his morphed-style fucking heavy metal head, as I call it, because he's got the long hair. Or you get the um, the town that dreaded the town that dreaded sundown hood figure. So, yeah, they did a sweet job. So, yeah, I'll send you a picture of that after the show, of the box. Yeah. The box is fucking beautiful. And then we got the part three, which had a couple of cool posters. The one I know is of the knife going through the shower. Yeah, that's the famous one. There's another one which was the 3D poster um, where it's Jason with an axe chopping through a window. And the axe, you know, and it's him and he's looking like he's wearing a purple shirt. 
Yeah, but that was actually designed. I actually looked that one up because that one always got my eye. Um, who was that? Son of a bitch. Going to make me look through my notes here. I hate looking through notes. Um, Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. That's Bill Garland 
which is yeah. fucking, you know, I'm looking up these names. I'm like, holy shit, really? <laughs> these guys have, like, amazing careers as artists. I mean, this show's about the art of of uh, film posters. Well, it's funny because a lot of these artists, when they... Sorry. I Go ahead. wonder why guys in your generation got the fucking art the way they did. They went to the fucking yeah. movies. And they seen we all went to see movies, yeah. Paintings in there. Them. Hey, look at Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, that's why I say it's a lost art because a lot of the artists, especially in the early days, now with digital, people, you know, you just get some... Uh, Call Bob on in, in the second floor and tell him to take all these Marvel characters and pl- and digitally put them onto this poster, so we could sell it. You know, yeah. that art is like kind yeah, of gone. Like uh, uh, Avengers Endgame, that's a goddamn car crash. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not joking. There's like oh, much, so much. It's like Jack Davis. What's up, Jack Davis? Knowing how to differentiate. Hello, you dropped out again. Deep? No, I got quiet. I said it's like Jack. Last thing I said was like Jack Davis is Jack Davis. Didn't yeah. know how to differentiate. You know. Yeah, if you ask me the name of who did like the uh, Avengers poster, who the fuck knows? Who cares? You know, there's no like. It's just it's it's ad agencies now. There's no more, like, artists. Yeah. It's ad agencies. You know, it's a company producing yeah, things. Yeah, Speaking of artists. Even though, okay, so we, even though you like the movie, you got to make Terrifier is that way. Terrifier was the all-night thing. Hey, look, it's art. Hey, look, it's fucking art. Terrifier 2. Hey, look, it's art. But he's got blood on him. Yeah. Well, if you have the Blu-ray for Terrifier, there is paintings where they try to simulate the old Italian Gallo films. So that I'll send you pictures of those, too. Let's see. I got to send you a picture of Friday 13th, too. More of the fucking fan art up that is fucking better than posted. Yeah, no, fans... Well, there's that company Mondo out in California. They have, like, a gallery. They do, like, a lot of record releases, but they also do a lot of posters. Yeah, Mondo. They do a lot of, like, like, very, you know, stylized posters that they sell for more than I can ever afford. (laughs) So... Uh, but I wanted to go back uh, to before all the controversy, not before COVID, before all the controversy, the owners, the Alamo Draft Houses would do that. They would take older movies or newer movies and do a fucking oh. limited $1,000 or $2,000 Mondo poster run. Mm. They did that for... um. Oh, didn't they do that for Darkness? Was that one of the films they did? Leaf Yonker, Leaf Yonker's yeah. uh, Darkness. 
Yeah, I think that was Jonathan one of them because I remember Dartmouth, looking online. I really uh, wanted one of those two, posters. Uh, uh, Southern Comfort was a badass. Nice. Yeah, I miss out on a lot of those posters. I don't collect anymore because they're they're too hard to like take care of, and I'm in a small ass apartment. I can't hang them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. Back when I was collecting posters, there used to be a company called Cumberland County uh, Poster Company up in Upper State New York, and used to get like a Xerox catalog through the mail, and you would just like either call or write them a letter <laughs> saying, hey, I'm looking for this poster, and they would get you a copy of the poster. So, you know, those places, um, I mean, you can go online now and find them, but like you said, they're so fucking expensive now. You know, they're, they're just, I saw posters for like $500 and up. And you know how much these guys get paid yeah. to do these posters back in the day? Back in the day, for one of these artists to paint the poster, they'd get like 250 bucks. Yeah. That, would, that would be it. You'd paint this fucking poster for this film, you get your $250 check, and then, you know, call it a day. So, and it a lot of those like guys, it. actually. Uh, um, I forget who, but this guy was talking to Rosetta once. He's like, how do you make all the money you do? I just off movie posters. Uh, I keep the rights to the art. And then the guy looks at him like, yeah. what? <laughs> that was a big thing with, um, what is it? There was an interview with um, uh, Bernie Reiston. Bernie Reiston yeah. said when he worked for different comic companies, and, you know, he'd say, we submit our artwork, they keep it, and he said one time he went to he went and worked in one of those places. They would have closets full of original artwork, and when they gave tours of the building, they would open the closet and just hand them out for you know as, as takeaways. Like here you go, here's a piece of artwork for you. Here's yeah. a piece of artwork for you. Here's a piece of artwork. He said one of his paintings, um, Bernie Reiston had one of his paintings in an office, and the guy was using it as a cutting board. To cut down like Xeroxes and shit with a razor. Yeah. That's how they treat. Well, that's how they were treating people's original guy artwork. Who got fired from uh, DC. Yeah. He was at a comic convention stealing like four or five panels of saga of of Swamp Thing from the mid ages. That he yeah, see, they would take, they the would audience. steal all this artwork and then fucking just like either give it away or sell Wait, it. Wait, I ain't you know? it. Yeah. Anyway, back to what he posters. didn't know well, is let's just like it was like Batman face. Doo 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 doo. Ten tables over. Some guy comes over. Hey, see that guy over there? Yeah. Got your art, Steven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, we were talking about the return, I mentioned the Return of the Dead before, right? Motherfucker, do you know who I am? You're like, holy shit, you're Stephen Bissett. Yeah, so we got two choices here. Give that to me right fucking now. Right, beat the living shit out of What's it going to be? <laughs> oh, Mr. Bissett, here's your art. And you gave him like, like fucking you're like 40 pieces of art. The 
There you go. I mean, you got to do that sometimes. I've even had art stolen from and me. Another great post guys. that we mentioned is, uh, well, I'll just say the tagline is one of the greatest fucking artwork ever. These are the armies of the night. I don't even have to say any more, do I? Um, the warriors. These are the oh warriors, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic image. I don't know what was cooler, that, that the was... poster of it or the goddamn album where soundtrack yeah. album came out in nineteen eighty-one, where if you fold it out, it's a larger version of that fucking artwork. Yeah. And it's a shame because when it came out on DVD, it's just some lame ass photo. That's why I say, like, DVD and yeah. shit killed film art, you know? I mean, like you said, now it's either fans or just artists themselves that feel like painting the uh, paintings themselves, you know, want to dream up their own versions. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one of the iconic posters is, of course, the Return of the Living Dead poster, the headstone with the Mohawk zombie and the punker girl zombie. That was done. I actually yeah. had to look it up because I never knew. I've had this poster forever. I never knew who did it. That's Carl Ramsey. He was a San Diego artist yeah. who not only did he do um, The Return of the Living Dead, he did Beetlejuice, Poltergeist, Quest for Fire, One Crazy Z- Summer, Risky Business, and <laughs> Police Academy 4. I don't know if that's a, you know, should be mentioned, but sorry, guy. <laughs> but, yeah, he oh, did God. some major no, no, films. No, 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 That poster, if you can get an original from it, at least again, before it costs you a shitload of money. Anything, there's guys that collect his art. Yeah. Carl Ramsey, yeah. But I like the quote because I didn't, a lot of these artists always have side careers. Like, they only do movie posters for extra money. But this guy, he yeah. did, like, urban paintings of, like, cityscapes. But he did them, like, the sleazy cityscapes, which I never knew. Which, yeah. you know, lends a hand. And it was described, well, one of his paintings kind of by Christian. Does look like graffiti. Yeah. Christian Trentator, whoever she is, for the Nickel Diner, wrote, He paints the ghosts in the shadows. Carl's paintings, you could still smell the cheap booze that was quickly spilled onto the pavement when the LAPD sirens part pulled up. That was the way she described his paintings, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. He was an urban artist. That's the so... best way to describe Return of the Dead poster. And there have been yeah. many videos. I have the original uh of Return of the Living Dead of his art. I'll never sell it because there's one thing they did. It's the original art, but they did something to it. They didn't advertise it, and I've never seen many people talk about it, and I don't understand. If you have an original, an original, original Return of the Living Dead DVD from MCM, it goes in the fucking dark, people. Yeah. I have that, actually, yeah. I have the glow in the dark. Yeah, and they didn't advertise it or anything, did they? No, no. You bought it, brought it home. When you turn off your light, you're like, what the fuck is that? And then you walk over, it's like, oh, shit, my DVD case is glowing. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't advertised or anything. Yeah, it's not even written on the box, like, glows in the dark. <laughs> oh, how many different ugly-ass arts have they had, ugly-ass colors have they had for Return of the Living Dead? Oh, they did all kinds of horrible. Like, and this is the the newer ones. They they did the montage art of like the headstone and just a bunch of green looking shit. Um, there's some hand drawn uh, foreign uh, covers, which some people swear they're like, "Oh, I love that cover." I'm like, it looks really cheesy. Why? You know, <laughs> I don't the get it. The poster but... looks good. I've actually the French seen one, that yeah. Yeah, that one. I, I actually have like. I asked the guy. I said, "How much do you want for it?" He's like, "Uh, four hundred dollars." I'm like, "I I agree with you. That's how much you can get for it." But I ain't yeah. paying that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that has the. That's the one where it's like the single painted zombies and it has trash in the middle opening her shirt. That one, right? The French yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. I have a small yeah. mini version of that that I paid like fifteen dollars for. Yeah, it's it's a hard one right. to find, and it's actually um, if you can find the French uh, soundtrack uh, record soundtrack, that's the cover of the soundtrack. So instead of the uh, yeah. the ghouls in the um, graveyard. <laughs> the last soundtrack, the one that I've seen on vinyl, the original one back then. It actually shows the inside of the barrel of Tarman bursting out of it. An actual picture of it, not a painting. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um I have that too, I think. I gotta look through my records. It's been a while. My player isn't doing I need a new needle for my player, so I haven't really been playing records. But yeah, there's so many and don't put the ugliest one that I see with Jerry Lincoln Dead is they did it in a day of the dead. Style. With all that fancy Mexican art on tar face and face, I'm like, this is ugly. <laughs> yeah. Get that motherfucker well, a for a dollar at uh, any store that sells dollar DVDs to find that ugly motherfucker there. Yeah, is that the one with the? Fl- it, it looks like the uh, sugar skulls from Mexico. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Sugar- Covers. Yeah. 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 They did a bunch of those. And I was like, oh, those are horrible with the flowers and everything. Come on. <laughs> Who came up with that? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, Young this Frankenstein. I saw them do that to even Young Frankenstein. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> Such a bad image. And that was a great fucking yeah. poster if you could see it back in the I was like, ooh, this is scary. Oh, wait, look. Hey, this is cool. I'm going to say this for a week second. Oh, God. Do you remember The Mist, 2007, yeah. Stephen King's The Mist? So you remember in the opening, it ooh, showed yeah. like a painting on an easel, like it, like the guy's designing um, yeah. a movie poster? The Dark Tower. So that's actually, yeah, that's actually based on a real artist. That, matter of fact, they actually got a real poster artist to do that, and his name is Drew Cruzan yeah, from Oregon. Yup, he did Blade Runner, Shawshank Redemption, Mallrats, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, the entire Star Wars series, 
So he was a big fucking deal. Like that, I always wondered who who did the you know in the opening of the mist. I'm like, wonder what artists are copying, you know. And I was like, well, it's Drew Strowman. They don't fuck who with that also, poster. What? Uh, Blade what was that? Blade oh Runner. yeah, yeah, he did I mean, that. He kept posters more iconic than the actors in the movie, in a way, in yeah, a way. No, it, well, it has that whole crime noir, you know, futuristic look to it. Oh, he also did the thing, yeah. Hook, Hellboy, and the Harry Potter series. So, well, fuck Harry Potter, but he did the thing, Hook, and Hellboy. No, so, I mean, when I found that posters, out. But you could just tell that that was the guy who did Flavor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit about Harry Potter. But, yeah, no, this yeah. guy, he's, um, he's a classical, tra- classically trained... Uh, Fucking what's gonna call it painter, which also it's funny yeah. because um you when you look at the history of a lot of these film poster painters, their their yeah. their other job is to do album covers, like this guy who did the you know uh, the Bla- the Blade Runner poster, he also did T- Tony Orlando, the Beach Boys, Bee Gees, Roy Orbison, Black Sabbath, Iron Butterfly, Earth Wind and Fire, and Alice Cooper's Welcome to My Nightmare. So you want to talk about a hero oh God, I love film poster? Po- I love that fucking cover. Yes, that was him. The same guy who did the Blade Runner fucking poster. Did a shit ton of album covers. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, he's pretty famous. And he also did um, he also did, does postal stamps. He did the James Stewart and John Wayne postal stamp. So I'm like, well, that guy's all over the fucking yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, oh my God. get back to them. Uh, I would have to flash you because let's see, one's iconic, two was lazy, three was good, four was just fucking bare bones basic great. Yeah, I don't know. Do they still have that on the on the Blu-ray? Because it's just a bare bones oh. hockey mask. Yeah, that's all there is. Um. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else. And then there's the words. That's it. It's kind of like what they did with part two. You had a choice. You either had the hockey mask or the words. I like so the part mask. five That's had the kid with the machete. You what you were getting, you know. Yeah. Yeah, part five actually gave this you a choice. Year, there's, um, of course, the, um, the one you know uh, with the uh, weird... Oh, part four. Yeah, part four was the kid with the machete. Oh, I'm trying to think what part five was. Part five. Damn it. Roy. I'm, I'm getting mixed up here. Roy. Yeah, that's it. Roy. Roy and the pervert yeah. were the director. That's the director's quote. Yeah. Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Or, or fake Jason. I think that was Jason. my favorite part of the commentary. Not ours, but the, uh, uh, the director's. Why did yeah. he make a word? Hey, why did he? Why did the director make uh, the actors wear the white shirt in there? And the director's fucking pervert like shit. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Part yeah, part six. six everyone cool, knows it's, it's the uh, headstone. Jason lives. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Fuck. I hate the movie. But goddamn, that poster's fucking awesome. 
Oh, the um. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, the it, posters carrying half of the skates. Yeah, which got banned in New York for a while. Like they they were talking about having them all removed. No, that's, it's that's an insult to the city. That's how you yeah, Jason takes my hand. It's hard to hear you. Sorry, you you keep breaking out. Sorry, bad phone connection. Was, uh, Jason takes Manhattan, and it I. Well, back then, the biggest thing was I love New York, but I heart New York. And yeah. so they decided I, Jason Slade, to heart New York. Don't you know if you had that poster now, uh, And then the rest of the posters are kind of forgettable, like, because they're just usually photos, you know? I always, I always thought yeah. that was a lazy thing. When they just you just have a photo for the poster, you know, it's like someone's face, dramatic lighting, you know, it's like yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, eight was great. Nine. I remember. Oh, nine with Jason goes to hell was yeah. That's the one. With the, the, the silver mask with the demon the, coming oh, out of the eye. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot. Like I said, the later posters were all lame. Not big, but yes, they are. No, really. about Jason goes to hell. They didn't. What was that? Chrome mask anywhere. Well, yeah, I mean, there for a while, that's all you used to be able to find at the um, Halloween shops or any t- anywhere that sold Halloween masks was the chrome hockey mask back when that film came out. Yeah. That's all you used to find. Well, I, I used to get annoyed because I always wanted the. Uh, I, I always wanted the um, original. I didn't like the chrome. I wasn't a big fan of the chrome. The chrome didn't thrill me. <laughs> Now, Jason Hicks, that fucking mask was cool, and that poster was cool. Yeah. Yeah, where it's, um, the, half of it's the original mask, and then half of it's, uh, Uber Jason, the robotic Jason. Yeah, they wasted The cyborg, I should say cyborg Jason, cyborg Jason. So, yeah. that was a cool I one. I like Uber Jason, but they had him, like, yeah, you can't wait to see the next one. Oh, and that was the second one. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and then Freddy vs. Jason, just their the photo. Have you original poster for Freddy vs. Jason that they didn't use? No, all I know is like what they it used, which is their faces. Poster. Yeah, it was going to be a Freddy vs. A boxing poster, you know. Tonight, the fight of the century in this corner. Hell Tate, Jason Freddy, face. And in this corner, and below that is going to be with so something that is going to be with over a 200 kills to his name. Freddy Krueger! With over 500 kills to his name. 
Security Stars Boring. The Battle of the Jam- Battle of the Century. Jason. Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, it, a lot of uh, the imagery was like not used. It, it kind of just came out and well, then disappeared. Cool that movie, like your boxing poster, like that, that would have got me pumped. Yeah, but that's how it always ends up. It's like they go with the safe avenue. They always go with the safe avenue, you know. You know, ad executives, mm. ad executives now decide what you're going to see. Yeah, that. So, which yeah, is you're why right. that was the mid nineties. They played it safe. Yeah. Like a green <sighs> poster. That's when they really mm. start playing it safe. You feel like it was a poster screen one. You got the stars. You didn't even get Ghostface. Fucking shit. Yeah. Now, it's like a lot of modern movies. A lot of the modern artwork just doesn't do anything for me. Like you said, it all comes from fans now. Because fans remember what used to be the art, you know. Now it's whatever. It's, like I said, ad executives going, oh, just put Tony Stark's face there. Everyone knows this actor, and we'll sell it, you know. Yeah, that's what we're selling. We're not selling that. Yeah. Like uh the new Godzilla poster that for the for the first Godzilla US good good Godzilla movie. It just showed him like shooting laser in the air. Yeah. Uh <laughs> now Kong Skull Island, that was a pretty badass poster. The one with the That was Hill Yeah, there was Island a little thought put in like that Kong one. Yeah. Fate blended in I actually want to bring up a film poster that got you excited for a movie. Then when you saw the movie, you fall asleep. You know what movie I'm talking about? Surf Nazis Must Die. Do you remember the poster for that? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Am I by myself here? Surf Nazis must die. It's the poster of the the Nazi on the surfboard with the chainsaw (laughs) and the gun about to run over the girl. (laughs) That that image got me so excited to see the film. Then when I finally saw the film, I was like, God, this drags. (laughs) Where's all the action? I mean, now I watch it, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the carnage that's depicted on the poster? <laughs> yeah. But now I appreciate the movie for what it is. Like, I watch it now. I get all the subtleties of it. But back then, when you're, like, young and you see that poster. Well, and, and I remember. Mom, the actress plays Leroy's Mama comes in. And then she comes in yeah. with the greatest fucking exploitation lines ever. What do you want? Yeah. I want a Fucking gun, he'll take off a honky's head and fucking dirty pacers. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, as far as film posters, though, that kicked ass. Like, that got you excited until you saw the movie. Now, yeah. Now, please go back to your room and be able to take a get out of my face, you fuck. Yeah. Well, the thing with a lot of trauma films is their posters. What? A lot of trauma. Their Spoilers. posters are awesome. Yeah. Class of Newcomb High, Toxic Avenger. Yeah, trauma posters. 
Trauma posters are great. I'm actually kind of sad I never collected, like, a lot of trauma posters. I only have the Toxic Avenger, but I would love to get, like, a class of Nukem High or Surf Nazis Must Die, you know? I have to look online. And that's a sad thing with a lot of these exploitation films is you see a lot of this artwork, and you have no, you'll never know who painted it because they're long gone. They were never credited. You know, so, like, I was looking well, at on Shockwaves. Well, buddy, I always fuck up his last name. Buddy Gizanzano. He did the poster for Combat Shot. Okay, so he probably did the rest of them because they all, they all look pretty much the same. So yeah. a lot of the trauma posters look the same. So it's probably him if I really dug into it. But what I love but is like, that I was just... you watch Combat Shot based on that poster. You get that guy with a machine gun. And you're like, oh, yeah. cool. This is going to be a non-action film. And then you yeah, watch no, Combat it's... Shot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nihilistic fucking uh, exploitation film about a guy down on his luck. <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, you have the DVD but, with the original cover, with the original title and cover, right? American Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that fucking fits that movie. <laughs> Combat Shock. Yeah, American Nightmare. Yeah, well, we that should have been. Combat um, Shock was. Yeah, Combat Shell Shock. shock. That's, that's basically they were making fun of Shell Shock. Yeah, you know? Combat Not making Shock, fun of, Shell but, Shock, PTSD. Yeah. Which is a no-no word now. You're not. Well, that's a that's an un-PC term now. Shell shock, which I don't I don't get, but whatever. But I look at a lot of these exploitation, you know, arts, and I'm always like, God, I'd love to know who did that. Like shell, like shock waves, with a zombie Nazi holding the boat. Oh the God! Yacht. Like, yeah. who painted that? You know, that's such a beautiful painting. You know, zo- even Oasis of Zombies and Zombie Lake, Zombie Lake. With the with the the helmeted Nazi zombie holding the girl's face, beautiful painting. Movie's garbage. The movie's total shite. But the fucking poster is gorgeous. You know, yeah. The Dawn of the Mummy, where the mummy's coming out of the ground with its oh, arm not reaching. Oh that's a great fucking poster. Dawn of the Mummy. Yeah, that's a and great what one. Fun does it live and. People are like, I don't know. Why do you say that Dawn of the Mummy's a Dawn of the Dead ripoff? Yeah, it totally it's is, too. I, I have it on disc. It's a total ripoff. <laughs> but, well, I mean, it's, it's exotic enough. Is, it's, but if you look at the font that they use. Yeah, it's Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Dawn of the Dead. I can the worst Dawn of the Dead ripoff poster there ever was. <laughs> Which one? Day of the Dead. Oh. The original theatrical poster for Day of the Dead. Yeah. With just the painted Even face Joseph and Barrow the. Yeah. Was fucking pissed off at the theatrical poster. Yeah, Which I mean, Day of the Dead had a lot of different posters. I <laughs> one went for 50 bucks. One went for fucking two hundred and fifty dollars. Which one do you think was two hundred and fifty dollars? The VHS poster or the fucking theatrical poster? <laughs> uh the theatrical. 
VHS program. Wow. Oh, okay. How many times have you seen Blu-ray? How many times have you seen that ugly fucking art? No. Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the one above space, or are you talking about the one where it's like, like an yeah, uh, like a space. zombie outline with the sun space. in the back? Bub's face. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that I remember on the VHS. Yeah. Well, you gotta remember that was the key art. Why did they use that art for the fucking See, I remember the theatrical poster is just that outline of the figure with the multiple figures behind it, and the um, it it, it, it it's hard to describe. It's like it's very basic, you know. I was never thrilled with it's the, the artwork for Day of the Dead. No, you you went out for a second. Oh, my God. 
God damn, that one is a gorgeous fucking poster. They still use that one on the Blu-ray. That still uses that on the Blu-ray. The one of Wizzy melting in the toilet with all the neon yellows and stuff. Uh, you got to send that one to me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not picturing it for some reason. I'm Are drawing a blank. It's the one of Wizzy sitting on the toilet, and it has, uh, you know, the melting bomb. Oh, yeah, 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 street trash. Sorry. You you keep going in and out. I'm, yeah. It's hard to follow you because, like, I hear every other word. Well, don't worry but about yeah, Street it. Trash. Yeah. Street Trash has some iconic fucking it posters. Oh my god! And yeah, it's like it's like every different DVD Blu-ray release has a different angle of that same image, you know. And it's they're it's all the great. Same image. <laughs> yeah, the neon colors. Else. Yeah, no, nothing yeah. got more '80s than that fucking image. <laughs> I love Street Trash. Such a great film. But there's so it's many a great movie film posters. With a great fucking poster. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many, I mean, like, like, like a movie you and I covered extensively, Night of the Zombies, a.k.a. Hell of the Living Dead. That has a classic poster of just the, the, the decomposing zombie walking out of the mist. You know, which is very reminiscent yeah. of, um, what is it, Fuchi's City of the Living Dead poster. It's that same zombie face missing the one eye, the other eye turned up, the brown-skinned, rotting zombie. Yeah. You know, a lot of those European posters look the same. And then you have, like, Rats, Night of Terror with the guys in the um, hazmat suits with yeah. the rats coming out of everywhere. That's yeah. a beautifully painted... And, the sad part is we never know who these artists are, you know, because they were one and done. They disappeared in the history, and they never got credited, you know. Another great one. Oh, my yeah. God. Is, um, what's it called? 2019. Two. Which one? Two of them. I'm not talking about down the stead. One is zombie. God damn. With warm face. I have that zombie too. Yeah, I have and that poster with the worm face. Yeah. What? Well, mine is the foreign one. I it's mean, all in. It's all in um Italian. So <laughs> mine is in Italian. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the Italian poster. The the poster, the Jerry Gross poster. It had a worm face, and below it, it just says, "We are going to eat you." Yeah. Yeah, another one that had a great fucking poster that no one ever talks about is Chud, with the fucking creature coming out of the sewer. Oh, remember that poster? He's just holding like... up a manhole cover over yeah. his head, and he's like, "You just see his eyes." I always love that yeah. image for some reason with the city in the background. <sighs> it's almost it's very eighties, yeah. like the city part, like that part is painted all like gnarly and fucking exploitation. But the city background looks like a very clean Olivia painting, you know, very, you know, straight-lined yeah. edges. and <laughs> It's like they had two different artists working on that poster. <laughs> so you do the city part, make it really shiny and beautiful, and you do the creature, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's one poster for an, uh, a punk rock documentary. 
I'm and, sorry, what? Oh, let's talk, oh. talk about one of the best from 1979. I'm just going to say the tagline, and you'll know this art, because this art hit your heart on the first time you think. And that is, if this movie doesn't appear, your skin is on too tight. Skin is on too tight? Phantasm. Oh, I thought I thought no. The tagline was like, "If you, if this movie doesn't scare you, you're already dead." Yeah. Well. Yeah, you said your skin's too tight. But that <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, with the poster, yeah, no, that's a great film. That's a that original painting where it's like mostly red and white. Gorgeous. Yeah, Phantasm had an excellent. Again, I don't know who did that artwork. It's fucking beautiful. You know, these artists need... They, I got to see if I can find a book on just horror movie artwork, you know? And, and whenever you look, try to look that up, it's like modern artists that do their own interpretation. The best one of the old days is Craven Images. It's the one with the woodcut poster of Bellagosi and Murders in the Rue Morgan cover. And it says Craven Images. There's no... Okay, but Phantasm, God, that is so cool. In the center of yeah. this fucking ball, silver ball. Yeah, and no, that, that that's a great image. And again, Mondo, yeah. the Mondo vinyl, which I have the soundtrack, the Mondo soundtrack, beautiful, yeah. beautiful cover, where it's the tall man in the cemetery. And it's all, like, hand-painted. It's gorgeous. Yeah, what was the one you were going to say, the punk documentary? So, High Times tried to do um, a documentary. They actually, uh, most of the footage you see of the Sex Pistols was done by guerrilla filmmakers for High Times magazine back in the 70s. They followed the Sex Pistols around. And then they, they didn't have enough footage to do a Sex Pistols documentary, so they flew over to England and filmed a bunch of other bands like Generation X and shit like that. And they yeah. put out, and yeah. not until recently, they put out the movie DOA, the rite of passage, which anytime you see yeah. sex pistols footage or Sid Vicious footage, it's stolen from this documentary. Even the great rock and roll swindle stole a lot of the footage from this documentary. And the poster is a dead punk girl laying in the street with a Rolls Royce with a safety pin through the tire, looking like it's about to run over her head. And I always loved that image. And I can't, I can't you know find the artist who did it. so long to come out? Um, because I didn't, wasn't it all kinds of legal problems because the uh, guy died? Oh, and God, yeah. From some suicide and, yeah. Like, it, it went into all kinds I of hell. But he was, like, hell. obsessed with the Sex Pistols. And, like, was paying these cameramen and people to stalk the Sex Pistols. And the Sex Pistols, the record company, wouldn't allow any cameras. So they would sneak cameras in the film them at their shows. So this movie is all guerrilla filmmaking. But the poster is beautiful. Yeah. And it's done by an artist named Alex Soika, S-O-Y-K. The person who is obsessed with this movie is Alex Cox. Because yeah. there's a lot of fucking imagery from this movie. 
Yeah. That Alex Cox recreated in for Sid and Nancy. Yeah. Like the most yeah. famous imagery from that movie is uh the My Way sequence. Where Sid yeah. Big just does my way. Then he puts out a pistol and starts shooting motherfuckers <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they use that in the rock. That was actually in the rock and roll swindle. I forgot. Is it in DOA? I don't think it's in DOA. It's not in DOA. That was filmed later by well, Tim Topol. But it's usually great rock and roll swindle. Yeah, but okay, DOA was first, sequence, and the great rock and roll swindle you know. stole a lot of the footage from DOA to put in their fucking yeah. movie, which is Malcolm McLaren. Malcolm McLaren's Who the you know, notorious thief. Who filmed a lot of the footage in the Great Rock and Roll Swindle? Wasn't that the guy who tried to replace Johnny Rotten in the Sex Pistols? Tim Timpole or something like that? No. Was that him? The person who filmed 40% of the Great Rock and Roll Swindle. You ever seen Beyond the Valley of the Doll? Oh, Russ Meyer? Yeah, Russ Meyer. And the original title of it before Russ Meyer said, fuck these fucking nuts and fuck this shit was Who Killed Bambi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who Killed Bambi? <laughs> I think I have that 45. And I have what, that record. <laughs> yeah. And... Malcolm McLaren filmed a lot of bizarre shit of him talking about just him over talking about I will manipulate this how you yeah. make money <laughs> yeah no Great Rock and Roll Swindle is like a bullshit film like it's all about Malcolm oh, McLaren yeah. yeah I mean if it wasn't for like the great Sex Pistols scenes like no one wants to sit there and watch Malcolm McLaren talk about his master plan of making money you know <laughs> So, but yeah, that that's Don't another one that had a great poster of like the Sex Pistols on the on the pirate the ship. Yeah, I all the... the name of the goddamn. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say like it, that famous poster or the cover of the video box of the Sex Pistols on the on the pirate ship. You know, with all the characters in the movie holding like with hooks and shit and sharks and it's another crazy imagery. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. And it has the infamous footage of them. I forget the place in Texas where they called the goddamn riot. <laughs> that was stolen from DOA. That's it. That was originally um, Fox's DOA, uh, the High Times Magazine documentary. They a lot, like I said, a lot. Any concert footage you see in the Great Rock and Roll Swindle, like when they're in America, any footage from America is stolen from DOA. Yeah. <laughs> because DOA came out like limited release and then disappeared. And not until MVD Home Entertainment put it out in their Rewind Collection yeah. series on Blu-ray. And now you can see it. And it's a I recommend this. Like it like you want to know what was going on in 70 like the, the Sex Pistols time period of the punk movement. Yeah. DOA is the movie to watch cause, and it ends so fucking bleak. It ends with the Sid Vicious Nancy interview, where they're trying to interview them. The one in the where room. she's about to 
doing blow jobs. And yeah. She's like, you want us to fuck on the film? We do porn for money, you know. And then he burns her with a cigarette on accident. He's like, Sid. And he, they're like, Sid, Sid. So what, what was the inspiration for your music? And then it's like, then <laughs> snoring away. But anyway, the the poster for this fucking movie is exactly what you get in the movie in the film itself. It's like how punk came to be and then died. You know, <laughs> like a horrible death. The best, yeah. But what's funny is the best punk rock looking poster. This little movie that's not even dealing with punk rock. Class of nineteen eighty four. Repo Man? No, Class of 1984. Oh, yeah. Well, it was punk. I mean, they had the scenes at the punk club. Yeah, it was punk. I mean, yeah, it wasn't a full-out punk rock movie, but they were definitely... Yeah. Yeah, they were all punked out, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the poster's fucking iconic. We're all fucking posters. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. It's a beautifully painted poster of them all punked out and shit. You don't get more punk rock art than that. You know, straight fucking line. That's one thing about punk. You know, in line. Punk colors. You know. (laughs) Let me see. Class 84. No, I do not. We are the future and nothing can stop us. A Mark Lester film, yeah. class of 1984. Yeah. They all had the mohawks yeah. and the spiky hair, yeah, which they don't look like in the movie. <laughs> it doesn't say who did the poster, no. but, yeah, my original DVD is that poster. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Great fucking poster. That's what but, we, grew um, Cox- we grew up in, in art. If you wonder why my generation and Craig really looked at movies as just a thing, it's just all this art. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of that is gone now. Yeah. It's gone. Uh, guys, it's all advertising. Yeah, that's the one line from uh, Goodfellas and Sigmund. And now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. When they started selling the faces, you know. Well, but, that's the whole thing. That's why I hate a lot of the modern um, film posters. It's always like from... Slightly, you know, clouded faces, and then the title, starring. You know, who gives a fuck? <laughs> you I know, they, they didn't want that. But how great is that fucking poster? Which one? The Breakfast Club. You know what this I... is? I, I still you you're breaking up. I can't hear you. Well, how awesome is that? Poster? Oh, Breakfast Club. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the Breakfast Club because the biggest um homage poster was the uh, you know what I'm bringing up. 
the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah, too. Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> they they actually yeah they did a complete homage to the Breathing Squad <laughs> purposely like if you put them side by side it's the same exact poses everything so yeah and another that one that paid a big homage was um do you remember the poster for Bad Boys Two where it's uh, Will Smith and oh fuck I can't think of the other actor's name walking side by side. Now look at um yeah. Edgar Wright's a uh, hot fuzz poster, the same fucking poster. <laughs> There's a lot of that though, uh, like either that homages or complete ripoffs. Yeah, Batman, 1989. It's just a bat symbol. <laughs> the first poster of that one. It's just a bat symbol. No R. Know who directed this? Just the bat symbol on black. Yeah. And yeah. You know what the fuck you're well, what that fucking movie was. You're everything. <laughs> you know. And uh, Batman Returns is the bat. It's the same thing, but with snow. So, <laughs> which I thought was yeah, very... but that one actually was a villain. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm glad I got through this. I've been feeling like fucking scarily bad the last two weeks. Lord, yeah. and I'm glad people on. Well, thank you for helping. Well, thank you. I don't know how much I need this. People. What happened? <laughs> what? No, I was going to say. Uh, hello? Yeah. You there, Steve? Okay. There you are. Huh. <laughs> it was dead air for a minute. <laughs> but I was going to say, we were talking about like uh, either homages or ripoffs. Take a look at Daredevil 2003 poster, okay? Then turn around and look at Dread 2012. Same exact pose, (laughs) same exact image. Dread standing there in the front, Daredevil standing there in the front, cityscape behind them. (laughs) Same exact image. It's the same with um, The Dark Knight 2008 and Inception 2010. The 2008, the Dark Knight, it's the Joker with the city buildings towering. Inception is the bat, it's the same pose of the actor with the cities in front of him. <laughs> There's a lot of that that goes on. I mean, even films you wouldn't even think of. Like, um, so Caddyshack, 1980, do you remember the image of that? It's like all the actors and the blue sky with clouds. Do you ever, and the yeah. faces arranged on the front, on the poster. So take the Caddyshack poser. Then look at The Adventures of Milo and Otis from 1986 with the cat and the dogs. Same fucking imagery. The same imagery mm. they use. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of that. Now that oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, okay, yeah. Thank you, people, for listening, but you just brought up our next show, and I'm going there. The most disturbing movie. That you wouldn't think we're fucked up until. Uh, 
I well, had people call me a motherfucker. You know what? <laughs> that people have cursed me over the most that I will and I wrote about it. What was that? You just said it. Milo and Otis. Really? <laughs> oh. What's the next show when I get into the story behind that one? All right. <laughs> All I will say is this. Twenty dogs killed. <laughs> oh man, really? Oh. This is going to be an ugly fucking show. Oh, I don't know if I can listen to that one. <laughs> I hate hearing yeah. anything about oh, animals God. getting hurt. God damn! Now I'm sad that I even brought that up. <laughs> Milo noticed. Yeah. Night, everybody. We'll see you next time. And please. Post on my wall, Steamer on on Facebook. Please tell me what is your favorite posters and why. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>